0: You are listening to The Limitless Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Heron. What if you had no limitations keeping you from your dream life? In 2016, I had a major tug on my heart to write a book about my story. And in the process, I learned that I had been operating with a very faulty belief system for the majority of my life. I've had a huge transformation since then. And my life's passion and mission is to teach you how to live A Limitless Life. Join me on this journey. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Podcast. I am so grateful to be with you on this Tuesday and thank you for joining me and for being a part of this incredible community of like-minded women who are ready to change the world. So I'm honored to be with you today and super excited to share with you A special, special guest that is absolutely a leading lady, one that is really leading the pack on social media when it comes to branding, Addie Greenspan. And we met, I think it was two years ago, Addie. Two years already. Yes. And just the amazing, I mean, just the growth that I have seen in you has been absolutely tremendous. But I have to tell you, it's not what she does that I'm so impressed with. It's actually who she is. Her energy is absolutely infectious, and when you have a conversation with this woman, she makes you feel like you're the only person in the room, and that's something that I love about people when they really listen. And I love the fact that, you know, we're just going to go deep. There's there's no superficial anything with Addie. It's like we go deep, and I'm I'm one of those people as well. So I have absolutely followed her journey to where she is today in her branding. And the transformation is absolutely beautiful. Adding such an honor to have you on this podcast and look yeah. at you. Yeah, so I it, would love for you to share about what you do. You, in- uh, I, yeah.
1: I, okay, so I have to tell you, I've been in, in this kind of like podcast tour lately, right? Where I'm like showing up and doing all these things. And a lot of the people that we met together at the mastermind where we met, tell me the same, like your growth, your growth. But I think that is so important because in my journey to where I am today, I had to truly lean into believing that I could be a leading lady. And when we were out of camera, um, and I told you this, but I think that is so important that I I bring it in. We were talking about the name of, of the series that you're doing. And you turn around and she said, leading ladies. And I had a smile on my face because I remember I used to dream of being able to lead. So I I had to start with that because I think that people see you or me or other people in social media and they think that we are natural, that we were born like this, that whatever the income, the content, whatever it is, that you already were born there. And the truth is that it is a path. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I know we're going to go super deep, uh, but what I do now, uh, I'm a personal branding coach. I'm also a personal branding photographer. I help women to truly develop their personal brands and actually monetize it through whatever it is that that they love doing. I have clients inside of my program from social media managers that they're pivoting into an agency. I have people that are coming that they're OBMs and they actually want to become speakers. I have, what else? I have real estate agents. I have all sorts of different, I have real estate investors. I have coaches, all the colors and flavors that you want to call it of a woman that wants to step into her power and has a message. And they are leading heart led businesses. And I remember thinking that this was something so used, but the truth is that it's a huge difference between people like you and me, we have a message and a conviction and we have that core truth and that becomes our personal brand as opposed to someone that is just building
0: the business. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I do. Yes, yes, yes. I love that so much. And it's so true. I love how you said, you know, it it is such a conviction that we have. And I'm seeing more and more women come to terms with that conviction that they have and the recognition that we don't just have to work for money. We can work and enjoy it and add value into this world and pay the bill. Yeah. And get paid, right? Well, and I think that because one of the things,
1: right, like when people think about like your personal brand, and I think you and I had this conversation, there is so many layers and i like to start with the self discovery because the the biggest issue that i see especially for women like after 30 35 or that they are 30 35 right now is we don't need to who we truly are like if you have seen my branding like for me it's everything be you be you brand be you brand Live. my program is called be brand we're going to have a book coming up at the end of the year it's going to be called be BU brand but it is because you cannot build a brand based on what you don't know who you are. Right. And I think that is what you do distills of who you are, at least in this heart-led business idea that I share, right? Like, that is my conviction, that that's how you build a business and a life that you love. It's your identity.
0: Yes, we're doing the same. So what I, my mission is to help women stand in their truth. Because a woman who stands in her truth becomes limitless in her impact. And when you talk about energy and energy frequencies, high-level energy is someone who's joyful and happy. But even higher than that is authenticity. Well, and if
1: let's actually dig into authenticity, right? This comes up all the time. Especially if I go to a podcast or I have a guest on my podcast and like we were talking about, like, well, what is authenticity when it comes to your personal brand? And I'm like, at the end of the day, is knowing yourself. Is people think that authenticity is like how I don't know what colors you're using on your Instagram or what stories you're telling. But the thing is, when you understand who you are. And you understand why you're doing what you're doing and especially core values. I believe I actually listened to one of your podcasts that you did on core values and I was like blown away because I think that people teach this core value thing where like, you know, like you pick kind of what you want. And I'm like, I teach it in a completely different way because I'm like, you actually discover what your core values are and what is important to you. You don't get to pick, right? Right? You don't get to pick. You don't say... Oh, loyalty is a core value. Oh, if you're trying to pick, it's hard to stick with that. That's what you want it to be. But what it is truly. And that becomes kind of like the the, the start of everything, right? Because then you sift your life, your business, how you show up on social media through those core values. Yes. Yes. And then it's truly authentic. Then you're not really trying to be authentic. You are authentic.
0: Yes. That that I think when I coach women through their values is one of the things that that truly just opens them completely up in the recognition that they haven't truly been living those those core values because they don't know who, what they are they don't know who they are and do who, you feel
1: that people have resistance to doing that work there is a, I love this you're interviewing me
0: and yeah. <laughs> There isn't resistance. It's a, it's a shift in perspective because you're right. We've always been taught to circle the adjectives that are important to us. And that is the slight part, very slight part of, of your core values. But it's, it's that shift in perspective that it's, what is it that I truly want? And as women for so many years, we hide behind what we want because that appears to be selfish.
1: Yeah, well, because we are told not to, like, I, I don't know you, but like, I grew up like, you're too loud. You you play like a boy. You are, ah, like, I, nothing was like out of not love. The, everything was out of love, right? But like, I'm like, oh, I'm too loud. I, I don't need to talk this much. Like, people are going to think I'm obnoxious or whatever. Like, literally, that's how I make a living. And now. isn't that interesting? Because that's what I love about you the most. Every, every person, every right. person. And l- l- let's actually start digging on, on the journey, right? For me, it was the journey of really understanding that my power was in all the things that I thought that they were wrong with me, including up to recently, starting to tell the story of me being a bartender and traveling the world and how that landed me where I am today and why I think it was so important in my journey. Yeah. I remember that
0: story. Actually, you, you were, you are not just a bartender. <laughs> okay, let, let's actually. Okay, so let, let's go back to that because I think that that is
1: where we we talk out of camera about like really sharing how we get to stand in our power. When I first came to the states, I was a world champion flair bartender, like the the ones that flip the bottles and stuff like that. You guys can Google it, or I can send you a link. There is some cool videos out there of me like in some like cool trips and you know in on stage but I think that as I started to shift what I see now that I didn't see before was that that job that was amazing. I was making a ton of money. I traveled all over the world. I made my husband like it was amazing. Like I mean it was so much fun. I made a I mean all the real estate that we have today we bought when we were bartenders. Like I mean my husband is still a bartender right and Working in Vegas and all that stuff. But as I started to shift and I started to get into entrepreneurship and be exposed to other levels of success, especially success when it comes to money goals. And I'm saying that because today I would describe success in a completely different way. Right. And we're going to get there. Right. But uh, there was a lid that was actually open in my mind to what was out there, right? Right. And that kind of tinted the success that I had, right? because I was like, oh, in here,
0: you know, I am amazing, but out there, oh, I'm nothing. So this is so important too, Addie, because it's a, it, this is an important piece of us getting that exposure to bigger things. You know, um, the mastermind that we were in, it was that exposure to bigger things. And then what's that next exposure to bigger things? And, you know, I pay a lot of money. I pay a lot of money to be coached. Oh, my God. I'm like in the hundreds, like thousands. (laughs) Yes, to be coached because I have very big goals. And in order for me to achieve those big goals, I need to be around people who have big goals.
1: Well, and I think that is, there is a two edged sword there. So I was exposed to these new things that I was like, wow. And that is when like this light, this flame leading inside me and it's still there, right? But at the same time, like it kind of brought a little bit of shame. So as I started building my business and stuff like that, I. I kind of put this story, right? Like I'm a bart- I'm a world champion flirt bartender. I travel all over the world. I I was literally on stage flipping glass bottles and I, and there is actually a point to this story, which is now that I'm a speaker, people are like, it's so natural to you. I'm like, I used to flip glass bottles for a living. Everybody would notice with a glass bottle fell. Like if I change my words and I forget something, you won't even know. Right? <laughs> really? So, but it took me so long to understand that those experiences were feeding the success or or the things that I am so good at now that the people think, oh my God, they're natural. Well, no, I was so freaking awkward when I first started like flaring. And the first time I was behind the bar, I was like, people are gonna eat me. <laughs> I was young, right? I was like, like super young. I was in my journey, 20, 21, I don't know. But I think that we become these new people within who we are and people forget that. Right. Women forget that. Women forget
0: that in the journey, there is many version of of us, right? Yeah. The journey is about becoming the person who can receive the goal. That's something that we, we talked about off camera and. That's, that's the best part of it all. And when we're so focused on the destination, we're not living in the now. And we miss so many opportunities on this journey. If you're focused just on that, that destination and not focused on the growth and the little miracles that pop up throughout the journey. Two things about that. So
1: one is I remember I will maybe hear or read on Instagram, whatever people saying You need to surrender. You need to like work less and have more joy. And I used to think like, what the fuck are they talking about? I was like, what am I missing? Well, I was missing something. Yes. And the thing is, until you and anybody hearing this, there is seasons for everything. There is seasons in your business where you may have to hustle a little bit harder. And I don't like the word hustle, but there there is... Yes, there is a moment, and part of that hassle is actually figuring it out. This is what I'm going to share, which is what is the gap, what is that gap, what is the the blind spot that you actually have that only usually somebody outside of you can see. Like I was sitting on a call today with clients, and I was hot seating, and this amazing woman, she's like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed about money. And all the things, and like we're well, like, okay, let's chunk it down, right? And I start asking questions, and she keeps repeating the story. And I'm like, literally, you're fighting right now for that limitation. For You're fighting to keep the stress. You're fighting to keep the overwhelm. What would it look like to reframe that? And she just opened her eyes, and she was like, I don't even know what that means. She's like, I don't even understand what you're asking me. And th- that was me. I saw myself on her and I think that the gap in there, like, right on, be, like between people like you and me today to the woman that was overwhelmed, stressed, whatever. And I remember, I don't even like, I don't think it was that long ago, maybe three years ago. I thought I, every time something didn't go right, I thought I need to write another post. Every time something money didn't come in, I thought I needed to go to another networking event. Every, it was not that. Right. It was In my particular case, because of my human design and all the stuff that I learned later, it's all about leaning in what makes me happy. Right. And every time there is joy, miracles start happening. For other people, this may be different. There, it, it may be something
0: different. But it's figuring out what the magic is for you. So I'm going to go back to that because that was a pretty important little nugget that you shared. So I'm going to make sure that everybody heard that that it is when when you're in that momentum creating space of your business your entrepreneurship we don't know when it's going to happen and that's really the beauty of being an entrepreneur i believe if you can really wrap your brain around the journey is so exciting and we really don't want to know when it's going to happen the thing is most of
1: us and and i think your your entrepreneurial journey is way longer than mine yes we want the adventure. We want the flexibility that comes with it. But what is the tolerance
0: we have for that uncertainty? Right. And very most people had very low tolerance for that. Yes. Very low tolerance. And what you said was it's, it's operating from that place of fear and scarcity, the post, nobody likes my post, so I need to post something else. I didn't get that sale. So now I need to go, you know, it's working from a place of scarcity or fear or operating from a space of abundance and knowing what you're doing right now is creating the momentum regardless is if, if you see the result. (laughs) So
1: I like to reference this. It's so simple and it's so basic. And I always tell my clients this, especially in the first few months, when they first come in, if they are completely new in business, you could not put the seed and tomorrow stress that you do not see the leaf come out. You would not do that. You would not do that a day in. You would not, you just would keep doing the work. And if you overwater, what happens? Right. Yeah. And in that overwater is the, the burnt, the overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That is the overwater. Yeah. Is the stress, the overwhelm, the the frazzle. That's the overwatering. And I'm like, when you can like remember that, and you can start really fr- and, and I think it's so basic.
0: People are like, uh, uh okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but we get addicted to the stress and the anxiety. There's an addiction that happens, and it becomes that that loop. That we... Well, because it, it's more complicated than just not doing it, right? Like you coach people on this
1: all the time. It's way more complicated. Like there is like our limiting beliefs that are in there. It's our like conviction or lack of thereof, or what, how, like our model of the world, right? Like if you grew up in a in a household where you were always struggling, most likely you assume you don't even know that you're assuming this, right? That's why I said earlier, like those blind spots for me, the biggest thing was like, I was so comfortable in my little bubble. I was like this little queen, right? In, in this little bubble. And when I came out, I remember the first year and people say the first three years of entrepreneurship are hard, but I, my experience was the first year. Once I got over the identity shift that needed to happen. Not only, n- number one, I was coming home every night with like $1,500, $1,000, $2,000. Like that money was so easy, right? Because I was bartending, literally, I, we used to use the soda gun, $100 bills, wet them, put it on our forehead. Like it was just like, right? And that was just like, like like $1, was a $1,000, no- dollars would send $900, $1,000, five days a week. That was normal. So when I came into entrepreneurship, you know number one you don't have anybody clapping at the bar. I'm like yeah, i'm by myself here in my office all day long right second money doesn't come like that easy you have to seed in order for the money to come yeah. right and then there were so many things and there was so much insecurity that started creeping in imposter syndrome who am i to want these things who am i to even do this. And at that point, I went to school for photography for fun. I was shooting for years before I even like started my business. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was at zero. And that is where I think that the first lesson happened. And years and years later, that is, if I would have understood right there and then that everything I've done until then was part of my superpower, I would have suffered so much less, girl. Right. But I didn't, I just led, I remember, and you probably can totally talk about this. I remember somatically on my body, somatic of the body, in case somebody doesn't know, I would be sitting in here in my office and physically feel like I was kind of like spiraling down. And I remember I was listening to a podcast one time and the girl made a reference to it. And it was the first time that I was like, wait, what? That—that's what happened to me. Does this happen to other people? I—I I, I thought there was something wrong with me, and that is when I actually started going into the personal growth path. Wow. And I started doing breath work. I started studying with Bob Proctor at the time, and I started doing hypnotherapy. And I remember every time I would have the urge to do something else because I thought what I was doing wasn't working. I was—I'm gonna sit. For five minutes, and it was the hardest fucking shit I ever did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. yes. Sitting with myself for five minutes and trying to not feel that and actually feel
0: safe. Right. Yes, and it's so powerful. It's so powerful because you know we're it. It's that go 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 mentality. Never stop. I'm. I don't have enough time. And what I've learned in you know, this version of Deanna Heron is we have to take care of us like in yeah. big ways. And think about big it, big way. you are the mother
1: of your business. Right. It, without Deanna Heron, there is no Deanna Heron coaching. And I, I don't believe that your business is called like that, but like you can coach anybody. Like for me, if without a T. Greenspan, there is no V.U. Brand Academy. Right. Right? So we're still in businesses that need us. We are an integ- integral part of our business and, and we are the model. We are the ideation. I was just sharing with somebody this, I'm like, for me, the best things that happened this year, like my live event, all of that happened when I had a space, a space to dream. What do I want this experience to look like? Why do I want this experience to feel like from the music to the colors, to who did I want to bring to speak to all of that was born of a breathwork session?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. I've had so much, many of my programs that were born through breath. Without that space, mm-hmm.
1: without that time, there is no fucking Instagram post that is going to replace that. Right. So, so I feel like when, when we look like talking about leaving... I also, that self-perception. So for me, the breaking point was that one year. I think that after that year, yes, of course, my business had things that were great, things that were fails, things that people didn't buy, things that people bought, whatever, right? But I feel like after I got out of that year, I accepted who I was. And I accepted that at every step I was becoming somebody else and that that was the journey. Once I figured that out, or I understood that, or that was a download, I don't even know how to describe it. I I started telling the story of me being a bartender, number one. I started telling the story of when I had the vision of being a speaker and doing all the things. And then even remembering that at the time I was like, what if somebody can hear that I'm even thinking this? It was just almost embarrassing to think big. Right. Yeah. And then always leaning into the edge, the edge of where that, that feels very uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Well, yes. Just <laughs> dive in. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but you had to go through all of those things that didn't work to really, that was part of the, the evolution of you shedding some things. That's the journey I'm talking about is shedding the stuff that doesn't, that's not who we are. So that we can- and that journey is almost like it never ends, I think. Oh, it never ends. As long as as long, I mean, as you, if you want to have a big business, if you want to continue to grow, it never ends. You just continue to shed more and more and more. And it's, it's fun. You get to a point where you're, it's just fun. It's fun for me now. Yes.
1: Like, I think that for me, I got to a point where. I'm in a a really nice place where, okay, yes, I want more. Of course, I want more. Of course, I have bigger dreams, but I'm in a place where I trust that it's there for me for grabbing it. That it's not even, it's not about this program or that program or like, it's okay, what are you bringing into the world that fits what you're here to do? So you have to understand, like, so for the ladies listening, and I think, this is the thing, don't overcomplicate it. Right. What are you here to do? For me, it's, I want people to feel confident growing these businesses. And it all stems from that one year. Even though I started teaching before, I was teaching more like social media and I was doing the photo shoots and all this. But once I went through that transformational year, I was like, there is no reason why women need to go through shit. Nobody should go through this stuff.
0: Like I was like, that's murder. Like, <laughs> Right. Right. And yeah, I think you're so right about how we overcomplicate it. I hear so many entrepreneurs are like, should I take this journey or this journey? Should I do this or that? And bottom line is that we're here to love and serve. Love and serve in our own unique way. Like nobody else can. Addie, you love and serve in a different way that I love and serve. Yeah. And we have been through things. In the past that have brought amazing testimonies to who we are and what we're here to create today and if it wouldn't have been through those struggles we wouldn't be where we are today the struggles and then the other thing and this is
1: inherently connected to personal branding which is even if you and another coach like you can have the same messaging kind of the same ideas whatever your struggles, what you went through, the way you communicate, the the words you speak, the the way you do it, everything that is that, that oozes out of you, it's unique if you let it be right. If you stop going like this, looking for inspiration for those of you if you're listening, I'm pretending scrolling on my phone. now there is nothing wrong with looking at what's out there. But there is a huge difference between looking to what's out there, like doing true market research and actually obsessing, looking at other people and letting your brain telling you everything you're not. Right. And this is one of the first things that we do with my clients is like, yeah, you can scroll. And they're like, what? Yeah. No, you're going on a scroll dry. Right. Yes. Yes because you need space to think and create and see who you are
0: and learn to do it your own way yeah it's so true it's so true and that's I, I that's exactly what you said about giving yourself space to actually do that we are creators we are creative see, I'm not creative what does that even mean right it's because you, you have thought you sat down and had time to know how creative you are you've been so the busy thing is- People think creative people are... So I
1: look at my kid who is literally an artist at heart and he draws beautiful, be- beautifully at 11. Even him, one time he told me I'm not creative. I'm like, who told you that? He's like, I can only copy. I'm like, there is a moment and a time for everything. If you have thoughts, you're creative. Mm-hmm. Now you just need a space to actually bring the thoughts on a paper, on a video, on a drawing, on, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. You have to find your own way. And that's where I think that stopping the scroll actually gives people space. They stop overthinking, like, I need reels, I need carousels, I need this, I need that. What feels good to you? Right. And what's in your brain? That is the only thing that is important.
0: Yeah. Yes. Sometimes it does take someone who's been so busy to actually understand, you know, to understand that they have that creative force within them Yeah, and yeah. So I remember many times in early entrepreneurship, it was, um, in my network marketing business, it was follow the system, follow, do the system, do the system, some truth truth. to that too. there, There is truth to that. And you do have to follow the system, but you, you actually need to be able to you know, twist it and turn it to fit who you are. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. So one of the things that this year has brought for
1: me, and that's why I think that I felt like when you say leading ladies, I feel like I'm in a place where finally I truly feel like I'm leading, right? Of course, always learning journey. Like I have a, a small but mighty team, but part of that has been actually creating SOPs like Now I'm blanking out what that stands for. System operation, what am I saying?
0: SOPs. SOPs. I don't know what that that stands
1: for. Well, they're they're, uh, a standard operating system. So basically it's like you do something one way and you do it the same way all the time. Well, this is the thing though, what I tell my assistant all the time, we're going to do it this way. And then we're going to say, does this feel good? because i don't need to write something and then I stick to it and then it sucks right. because the reason why i'm in business is so i love it so if it doesn't work for you we need to find a way that works for you and works for me and as entrepreneurs right we all want assistance or help or whatever that actually complement us so for me i'm super high vision i'm up here very hard the details are hard for me right all the little like, uh-uh, I can't. I'm vision and planning and what do I want and how do I want it to look? Like very big. And she's very detailed and she needs to know every everything. I'm like, well, you are going to do it this way for you. But for me, we're going to do it this way. And I think that that's the beauty of understanding who you are and accepting yourself through who you are and then saying, okay, this is who I am. How, how do we work out? So it works for both of us, but if you don't know who you are and you may know who you are, but like you believe that that's wrong. Being for years, I was called inconsistent. I even had somebody when I was in Argentina, I was already a very well-known bartender there and I was working for TJ Fridays. I was leaving the country. I was going to go work in Mexico. The guy was like, literally, you're just jumping all over the place. What are you doing? And I was like, I am following my dreams. And the guy thought I was crazy. That trip to Mexico landed me eventually my job in Las Vegas. Wow. Like years later, right? With By connections and all of that. But my whole thing is like... I knew that I was following my way, but people for years and years and years were like, you're inconsistent, like it makes no fucking sense, you're disorganized, this or that. And then I discovered human design. I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a manifesting generator. And I remember the first thing that I read was like, people are going to label you as flaky, inconsistent. I was like... And once I accepted that my path doesn't need to look like anybody else, and this is for you, no matter where you are in your human design, where you are in your life, if you're listening to this, your path does not need to look like anybody else's. Your path is not here to make anybody else happy than you first. Then, yes, you move to serve from your heart and whatever it is that you're called to do. Even if you're a giver, you
0: go first. Yeah. So that's, that's one of, one of the things that I teach so much. Your path is not a group decision. It's not a group decision. Nobody gets a vote unless you allow it. And yeah. that's, that's one of the most freeing places to be is when you have that dream on your heart. That dream, it, it is for you. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Dream. Yes. the dream. the dream. And I, and I think that it is scary,
1: right? Like, like there is bills and money and I don't know, kids college and all these realities, if you want to call it, but I truly believe, and this has been truth in my life, even before I followed this path, when I decided to become a flat bartender, my dad obviously thought I was completely, absolutely crazy out of my mind. I was very young. I left Argentina when I was 20. So I had to be emancipated to even leave the country. And I went to Spain and I did three seasons there bartending at like crazy clubs in Ibiza. I don't even know if you knew that this part of the story. And like, then I went to Washington DC to go to school that my dad paid for. And three months into it, I was like, sorry. I don't think I can live here. It's like uh, minus 120 degrees, and I'm freezing. And I'm gonna go to Miami, and my dad almost killed me. <laughs> and I'm just gonna presume. And I was already an, a well-known flair bartender because I owned a bartending school back in Argentina when I was 19 with wow. two other business partners. Wow. And and I and I think this was a big thing when we wrote. So so. If you didn't tell them yet to your listeners, we were part of a co-author book. And what I wrote was in that moment when we were writing that book, what I realized for the first time is that what I'm doing now, I actually been doing forever without it, different flavors, different colors, different shapes and forms. But uh, my part in the school was like, we used to like kind of give them a look and people would be like, okay, you're kind of more like a mixologist and this is how you want to like introduce yourself. Literally, it's kind of what I'm doing now with women. Like we are creating their I like, help statement and their personal brand statement, right? And other bartenders were more like the club bartender, right? Like when they went to the interviews, no, guys, like you need to dress like more like a club. And if they went to a hotel, we used to put them right on, on like a,
0: like more like a suit and they jolly branding. We're branding. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny when you say that, because I look at what I'm doing today in coaching. It's, it's what I've always done. I mean, absolutely. It, it, in my entrepreneurship and network marketing. Mentoring in network marketing is all about coaching. Yeah. Yes. And then as a physician's assistant. It was mentoring, coaching, one on one with with my patients. But even a lot further back, I've never shared this story. But when I was in my drinking years, my party, I, I got my masters in partying and drinking alcohol when I was you know younger. I would my thing was I'd love to ha- sit and have deep conversations with just one person. <laughs> yeah, just one person. I'm like Diana. You were meant for this. This is where you're supposed to be. And you're right. It does, it does follow. Your- and we don't realize it's hard sometimes to put two and two together.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. But there is a moment when, when you start following the thread, Yeah. you start kind of like pulling from that thread and you're like, oh, oh, oh. but that comes with acceptance and I think that acceptance comes with self-discovery. And that self-discovery comes with asking questions to yourself. And I think that when people see you or me or anybody either on stage or even on a podcast, right, they're like, like, oh, I don't know, I, I could never do that. Or I don't know what I would say. I'm like, believe me, girl, if you would accept yourself, you would.
0: Yes. Yes. You would. Yeah. This, is, this has been absolutely so beautiful and so, I mean, so many nuggets and I, I can see so many of you listening to this over and over and over on replay because this is truly what life and business is about. I would love for you to share because, you know, we, we talk about just be you and be authentic to you, knowing you. And I think that's one of the biggest questions that women ask today is, but how do I find me? How do you really become that? I love that.
1: So when I talk about self discovery, and I want to share, I'm going to share a few questions that all women go through, I go through this. Number one is really finding what is your way for self reflection. Because people talk about journaling all the time. But one thing and I personally, that is my way of self reflection. And I didn't discover that until I was close to my 40s. Like I never truly journal. I mean, when I was young, right? Like when you're in like school, but I it, in my adult life, I never journal until I was almost 40. But then what I realized with some clients is not everybody, Not journaling is not the way of everybody. Some people are verbal processors. So maybe they need a girlfriend, right, to talk to or like somebody to be able to ping pong with. Some people may be better off walking and thinking and movement. So the number one thing first, you need to figure out what is your way for self reflection, and this comes with testing, right? Usually that is going to also be something that if you are in business and you're trying to create content, that's also how you're going to actually be really good at creating content. So for me, all my content is written first. That is my way of processing. But a lot of my people, they do voice memos and then they transcript. A lot of people, they'll sit in front of Zoom and talk to themselves. And and that's because we work on that. So find your well for your way for self-reflection. Once you figure that out, question to ask yourself, when do I feel happiest? Because I think that like people think about this business journey. And, and I'm going to share a, a personal story. I would ask myself, I'm like, why am I not motivated to do this right now? And part of that was like, I have these big goals when it comes to money. Like, why am I not doing this right now? And the thing is for me, success is not necessarily measure in money. Right. I want to make the money. I love money. I want you to know, I want to talk about money. I, I think women need to talk more about money, but in a way that is empowering. So we have to understand what success means to us. So for me, success is literally how many times a day I feel happy, but I need to know when and how, what makes me happy. Is it when I'm with my family? Some women will tell you, I love with my kids, but I cannot be with my kids all day long. That's me. I could never be a stay at home mom. Pass, hard pass. Right now, when my kid gets care from school, I'm all about it. Right? So you understanding truly you and your page, your note, whatever it is, what makes you happy. So that's number one. Number two is what difference you love doing, making, creating, giving in the world. Now. Most women complicate this because they think that it needs to be about just the job that they're doing, right? So for example, I'm going to give you a great example is women in real estate, right? They're like, I just sell homes. I'm like, do you truly just sell homes or do you create an experience where people are going to make a life are you helping people move in their forever home what actually what part of that experience actually makes you happy is it the giving is it the showing is it what is it is it the teaching because i think that when you start asking questions and i'm sure that you do a ton of this in your coaching right like you find who you are by asking questions the truth is, and 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 I'm going to say my upbringing, if you want to call it, was a little bit unconventional in the fact that my parents were very lenient. My parents came, both of them came from families that were very like, you can't do this, you can't do that, whatever. So my parents went all the way to the other way, right? Like, and I was an only child and they let me do whatever I wanted. And like, I, I was good at school, but like. They never put all these expectations on me, so I was able to experiment. But even then, when I told my dad that I was going to, like, leave college and be a bartender, he almost had a heart attack. It's like, what? Because in Argentina, that's not even a thing. That's, like, almost telling your dad you want to be a janitor. (laughs) Like, it was, like, really bad. Like, really bad. I think we go from school, right, elementary, middle school, high school college, get the job, get, do this. I sit, I say when my 11-year-old kid. They, he's already indoctrinated where I'm like, you do not need to have all these activities, it's okay, it's okay to have downtime, right. dude. And my 11-year-old is fighting me. It's like, but I need you to support. and I need you to do this, and I'm like, says who, right? We don't have the time to ask those questions. So that's, in my opinion, you discover that and then you distil- you put that into, you bring who you are into what you do. And that's literally your personal brand and how you bring your own
0: flavor of what you do into the world. Love it. So beautiful. You're in love. You are a leading lady, my friend. You are a leading lady. You know, this year...
1: Um, there was a moment, there was a, definitely a shifting moment for me this year. Um, you know, I hosted my first event mm-hmm. and that came to me on breath work and I followed the breadcrumbs and it was amazing. And I remember we had a VIP day on the day before the actual event. And most of these women were women in my program. And I remember I sat on the back of the room and I had a coach doing breath work for them and all of a sudden I started like crying and Sobbing on the corner, I was like, I created this from my heart. I didn't create this from, I want to make money. I want to be successful. What do I want to create? I don't know how to explain. Like I created it from my heart. Like every woman here, their life is changed forever for the better for them, for their kids, for their husbands generational trauma because I was courageous enough to take the leap. And when I saw that, I think there was a still a little bit like of doubt on the back of my mind because, guys, we sit behind our computers all day. So even though you have your clients on the screen and people tell you how great things are going, I also had clients that they're telling you everything's going great and then you realize it, things are not going great, right? Because that's just the truth of the online world, right? And not everybody grows emotionally as fast or whatever as we want. And I remember I sat in that room and it was just so beautiful to watch. And from that moment on, something opened up for me because it was okay. This is
0: success. Yes, from a place of love. You created that space from a place of love. And then the next day and during the event, everything I could think of is
1: like this is success, not because of the the money, because of the the change that we're bringing to the world. And what we may not realize is that change comes again in different colors, different flavors, different layers, from the teacher to the realtor to the to the mentor, to the coach that coach like the mom that maybe loves coaching soccer for their kids, But it all comes down to accepting who we are what we want and really going for it some women adore staying at home right love it for them i love it for them i knew for a minute i thought that's what i wanted and then i felt guilty because that's not what i wanted right so how raw can you go with yourself how many questions and there is so many i mean i have a questioner We, I'm sure you have a question. There is
0: so many questioners out there for self-discovery. Right. Yes. It's so invaluable. It's so, I journal. Um, and then my, my assistant and I, we will have just chat sessions (laughs) and she's writing because I can just spew it out when I'm having a conversation with her. This again, self-discovery and content. Something that we've been doing,
1: this could be amazing for you too, is that we use Fathom. I don't know if you're using it. It's kind of like, you know, AI assistant or whatever, but we use it for everything. We use it on our calls. I even use it on the podcast. I use it on all, and even connection calls. Because one thing that I found is when you're talking to somebody, you get passionate, right? And you're sharing from a place of like conviction and you're, you're, you're letting go of what other people think and what needs to be perfect. And what happens is those are the moments of truth and we have gotten so many nuggets and so many things that are worth like sharing through email, through blogs, through stuff like that, just from having those almost unfiltered because I'm talking to you right now, right? And it's unfiltered. Yes. But when we create content, when like all of that, there there is a filter. We still have a filter that sometimes is still there and and i think that it's so important that we allow ourselves to be unfiltered yes i love that i'll check it out for sure amazing
0: yes so beautiful inside and out and i'm so proud of you and honored to be on this interview on this podcast together and just our journeys together i am
1: so honored that you asked me to do this like i love watching you i know your journey has been brutal also (laughs)
0: Uh, you're so, and, and you're just like so good about it. You're like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's part, it's part of bringing me to where I am today. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. All yeah. of it. All of it. No regret. I, I would love to have your contact information so that I can put it in show notes so that everybody yes. will know. Because I know some people are driving and I want them to be able to follow you, you know, Be in connection with your greatness in all ways. So I will put that in the show notes for everybody. And um, again, thank you. Thank you you so, so much for having me. This was
1: absolutely beautiful from my heart.
0: Yes, I love it. Well, thank you, everyone. And have an amazing week. And I look forward to seeing you all next Tuesday. God bless. I'm honored to have you as part of the Limitless community. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm gonna ask you to do two things for me. Number one, share it with your family and friends. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Deanna Heron. I always love hearing from you. If you would love more about what's happening in the Deanna Heron world, you can go to deannaheron.net, subscribe to my email list, or even be a part of my private Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.